Well, welcome to Church Online. I'm so excited that you joined us this morning. I believe God's got something in store just for you for today, for something that will help put 2020 in perspective and carry you in to 2021. I'm excited about this sermon today. You know, if we sit back and think about 2020 and all of the things that have happened in 2020, just journey with me for a moment, if you will. 2020 started off as the year of vision, right? We're going to use this idea of 2020 as vision. We're going to go someplace. And then suddenly, man, we hit a wall. We just hit this wall and COVID happened. And then other things began to happen. If you're watching this in North America, you know that we had on top of COVID, we had Murder hornets, of all things, murder hornets coming from the south, from Mexico. Crazy, right? Who would have ever thunk murder hornets in the United States? Or think about all of the wildfires that happened in California, the wildfires in Australia. Or what about several famous people that passed away in 2020, from Sean Connery to Van Halen to Kobe Bryant? Or... Consider even some of the earthquakes that happened in 2020. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you lost friends. Maybe something happened that was unthinkable for you on top of everything else going on in 2020. Let's not forget the Beirut explosion at the seaport. Just a year of all sorts of craziness. Things that seem to be okay and bearable by themselves, but when they start sandwiching and layering on top of one another, it becomes honestly, for most people, a year to forget. But I want to challenge that idea today. I want to challenge the idea that 2020 is a year to forget. If you got your Bibles, you can open to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5 will help put 2020 in perspective as we march into the year 2021. Let's read it together. Romans 5, 3 through 5. It says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Paul writes to the church at Rome. He says, guys, I know you've been through a lot. I know things have been crazy, and sometimes they've been absolutely horrendous, maybe even nightmarish. But he says... No, And the word know there in verse 3 means that you know by experience. He says we. He includes us. He includes you. He includes me. And he includes everyone else that chooses to follow Jesus. And he says we know. We know from experience. We know through other things that we've been through. What do we know? That suffering, that hard times, that difficult times, things that we don't think we can get through, he says, they produce perseverance. They produce perseverance. 
we know from experience that these difficult times produce perseverance and that perseverance produces character. And at the end of the day, character produces hope. It tells me that if I'm a person of character, I have hope. That if I've been through things, I develop my character. And as I'm going through those difficult times and I develop my character, I increase and grow my hope. Now, what I think is interesting that Paul uses this word, produces. It's the Greek word katogizomai. The first part of that word, K-A-T-O, kato, or kata, means down. It means it's coming down with force. Gizomai means to come down and work it to a point, right? So it's something that's coming down with pressure and it's coming down with force, and it's going to produce a point. Now, the next word that he uses is perseverance. Some translations say patience. This is the Greek word, hupomone, hupomone, sorry, hupomone. Hupo means to be under and mone means to remain. It means to remain under pressure. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like, when is the pressure going to stop? It just comes down and comes down and comes down. It stays. I imagine like a power lifter in the Olympics. You ever seen these big guys that are huge? And they go down and they lift up these barbells, right? And they're full of like, I don't know, hundreds of pounds, maybe thousands of pounds. And they, and they get it above their head. And then they bring it down and they drop it because it's so heavy. This is hupomone. It means to pick up the weight and to be under it and to hold it up and to maintain this stance of holding it up regardless of the weight, regardless of the pressure. You stand under that pressure. That, my friends, is the Greek word perseverance. That is the Greek word patience. You stand up under the pressure. We don't lie down under the pressure. We don't cave under the pressure, but we stand up under the pressure. So Paul says that, that difficult times come at us and they come down with the intent to sharpen us to a point. And that if we stand up under the pressure that will eventually produce character. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says that this type of patience, this type of ability is a spiritual fruit. You know what a fruit is? <laughs> fruit is something that we grow. When a fruit tree produces its fruit, the fruit's already inside of it. It just has to come out with the right conditions and the right pressure. Did you know that in the early 90s, I think it was about 1993 or so, they created a biosphere, Biodome 2 in Arizona. And they had done their best inside this biodome to create Earth's atmosphere. And so in the biodome, they had rivers, they had a forest, they had a desert area. They had kind of produced uh, lightning, man-made produced lightning, 
etc. They had all of these aspects, and they noticed something that in the biodome, in biodome two, they found that the trees began to grow faster in the biodome than they do in actual nature, whether it be an oak tree, maple tree, evergreen, palm tree, all of the trees grew exponentially faster and exponentially taller. Shocking. But what they also found is that the trees were easy to push over. The trees were easy to knock over. Now, why was that? In their detail of creating Earth's atmosphere inside this biodome, they forgot one small feature. Wind. They didn't produce wind. It's the pressure of the wind that forces trees. And this is what they learned. The pressure of the wind, the stronger the wind, the thicker, the deeper the roots of the tree get. And so because they forgot to put wind in this biodome, oh, sure, the trees grew faster, they grew, they grew bigger, but they weren't as deep. And they became easy to knock over and do damage. And so they were growing fast, but they could knock them over and they could do more damage. It was the wind that caused the trees to grow deeper roots so they wouldn't blow over. And so inside of these trees and inside of you and I is this fruit called patience. But we have to have the wind in our lives to grow our roots deeper. It's that wind and problems that we face that cause us to grow our roots deeper so that when we bear fruit, we don't <laughs> fall over and create problems for other people. So when Paul uses these two words, when he says produces perseverance, I want you to think of this. I want you to think of someone who has a knife and they need to sharpen it. And so they get a sharpening stone. And what do they do with the sharpening stone? They take the knife and they put pressure down on the stone. And that pressure then, as they move that knife across that stone, that sharpens the knife too. That produces, the word produces here again is the Greek word katagizomai. It means to put pressure down so, that, so much pressure that you create a point, a sharp point. So when you're sharpening a knife, you're katogizomai. You're, you're sharpening that knife to a fine point so that it can be used for a purpose. You have a purpose. So when we face problems, it's working to a purpose. This is what Paul's telling the church in Rome. He says, when you face a problem, it's working for a purpose. When the tree faces the wind, the wind, as brutal as it might be, is producing a purpose for the tree. When things come at us and we don't understand why, it's producing a purpose. And if you're going to work something out, if you're going to work out the sharpness in the knife or the tree and its roots, it means that the ability to be sharp is already in the metal of the knife. It just has to have pressure. 
You have inside of you the ability to be sharp to a point, to be used by God. But sometimes God says, we got to add some pressure here. It means that patience is already in you. It means that love is already in you. It means that the fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians 5 is already in you, but we've got to add some pressure to bring it out. Now, life's problems, life's issues, they don't, they don't produce maturity in us. Life's problems don't cause us to grow. They don't produce spiritual maturity. In fact, if life's problems produced spiritual maturity, then all believers would be spiritually mature. The problems don't produce the maturity. Maturity is produced as we use the Word of God in life's problems. Let me say that again. Maturity is produced when we use the Word of God in life's problems. If you're just going through the problem like, I'll get through this someday, there must be a reason for this, I'll understand it in the sweet by and by, that's not producing maturity. You see, maturity is produced when I'm in the problem and I begin to dive into the Word of God and see what the Bible says about my issue. What does the Bible say about my anxiety? What does the Bible say about my worry? What does the Bible say about my joy? What does the Bible say about my identity? Then I memorize those passages and I begin to stand on those and I begin to quote those and I let the problem produce in me deep spiritual roots. Let the problem put the pressure on me so that I grow sharper in the Word of God, which in turn produces, as Paul says, character. It produces spiritual maturity. The problem itself will not produce the maturity. The problem itself will not cause me to grow unless my attitude towards the problem says, I'm going to use this to grow and to get sharper. This is the idea that Paul's pointing out in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. And let's be honest, 2020 has been hard. 2020 has been like the gym, right? Like when I go to the gym, it hurts when I leave. It, it hurts as I'm working out. But I know that it's going to produce something better. It's difficult. It kicks my butt some days in the gym. 2020, in a lot of ways, has kicked my butt. But I know that in the end, because I've turned to the Word of God in difficult times, I know that it's producing character in my life. This is why Paul says that we can take joy in our problems. We can take joy in our suffering. Because I know that in the end, at the end of 2020, I'm going to be better because I went through an extremely difficult year. I'm going to be better in that than I would be if 2020 was unicorn, rainbows, and roses. I'm a better person because of the difficult time, because I've chosen to deepen my knowledge and deepen my relationship with God, deepen my knowledge in Scripture, and to grow spiritually. I've sharpened the knife. My roots have gone deeper. And so because of 2020, it's not been the worst year of my life, but in most cases, it's been the best year of my life. Because I know that I've grown more in 2020 and understood more about myself, about my family, about my church. I've understood so much more because of 2020. I'm a better person 
because of the problems in 2020. Now that's looking back. Well, what I want us to do is take that idea of perseverance through 2020 because we're getting ready to go into a new year. And let's be honest, we don't know what 2021 holds. You know, I see a lot on social media people saying, I'll be glad when 2020 is over. Let's celebrate New Year's Eve that 2020 is gone. Well, that's okay, but you know what that mentality says? That you're expecting 2021 to be better. What if 2021 is like, here, 2020, hold my beer? What if, it, what if 20, 2021 gets worse? Then you know what? I'm taking joy because I know it's going to make me better. It's going to make me stronger. The wind's going to blow harder. That's okay. My roots will get deeper and thicker and better. My knife will get sharper. I don't care because in Christ, even the worst of times causes me to grow. And as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, that's what I want. I want to look more like Jesus. If everything was cushy and clouds all the time, would there be much motivation to look more like Jesus? There should be out of our love, but at the end of the day, <laughs> we're human, and we kind of just, when life's good, we take the foot off the pedal. And then we wonder why things get difficult. So Paul says that the perseverance that we experience produces character. And that character produces hope. And it's the hope that I want to talk about going forward into 2021. The word hope is translated a trusted expectation founded in confidence. Let me say that again. Hope can best be defined in this passage as trusted expectation founded in confidence. What does that mean? That means I'm confident, right? I have an expectation that I know I can trust, and I'm going to be confident in the future. I have an expectation that 2021 is going to make me look more like Jesus than 2020 did. That's the end goal. And I have hope, and I have expectation, and I have hope in that. Why? Because of 2020. Because God got me through this, he'll get me through whatever else I'm facing. You say, well, what if 2021 is worse than 2020? Or what if a circumstance in my life is worse than... Has he gotten you through everything else? Have you grown? Have you matured? Have you dug into the word? Have you, have you learned more about the gospel? Have you learned about your Christian heritage more? And have you learned more about the hope of your future as a follower of Christ? If that's a yes, then it doesn't matter what you face in 2021 because God is already there. He's in it, and you're going to grow as a result of it. <clears throat> and so I have an expectation that's founded in confidence because of what I've already been through. It kind of makes 2020 not the worst year, but the best, as I said earlier. And so Paul says, because I've been through all of these difficult times, because you've been through all of these difficult times, we have hope. No matter what we face, there's hope. We have a trusted expectation that's founded in confidence of our God. Then he says in verse 5, and hope, if we have hope, if we have this trusted expectation, hope does not 
And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Do you know what Paul's doing in verse 5? Paul is directly reflecting back to Psalm 22.5. Listen to this. Psalm 22.5 says, To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. The psalmist says if we put our trust in God, we will be saved. We have nothing to fear. Think about that. That's our hope going forward. If I continue to trust in God, if I continue to to see these things through God's eyes, I have nothing to be afraid of. This is why James, the stepbrother of Jesus, in chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, this is why James could write, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Some translations translate James 1, 2 through 4. says They say, let patience have her perfect work. Now, why would the writer here, why would James say, Let patience have her. Why would he give it a feminine characteristic? In the original Greek, it says, let patience have her. It refers to it as female. Because the early church fathers believed that patience was the queen mother of all virtues. James implies in the Greek That patience is the queen mother of all virtues. If you can have any virtue, go after patience. Go after perseverance. Learn to persevere. Learn to be patient. That's the queen virtue of all virtues. And so James encourages his readers to have that. And that, Paul says, will breed character. And the result of your character is hope. That we can have hope. Now, my wife really enjoys this show, and when we were in quarantine, she began to watch it because it's only on during the daytime. It's a game show. You know what game show it is? It's Price is Right. My wife loves Price is Right. And I started watching it because I never really, yeah, I knew what it was. I watched it. I watched people spin the wheel, but, you know, I wasn't really into it. And I noticed something. When you're In the audience in Price is Right, everybody's excited. Everybody's like, ah! Why? Why are they excited? They haven't won a thing. And then they call your name, or they call the person's name, and they run down. Maybe they have specially made T-shirts on, and they're running down, and they're all excited. I'm going up front. They haven't won a thing but they're excited to go forward. Why? Because there's an expectation and a hope that they are going to win something. And here's what I want to tell you about 2021. You might have felt like you're sitting in the crowd and sitting in the audience, 
But I want you to know something. God's calling your name for 2021. And you have to have an expectant hope, confident, knowing that you trusted God with 2020. It was rough, but you have grown and matured. And so when God calls your name for 2021, you can run to the front. And you may not have won anything yet or even feel like you've won, but there's an expectation and a hope that you can go forward and go, yes, God's calling my number. Because let's be honest, in The Price is Right in that game show, most people never get on stage. But they're excited and they have confidence. Why? Because they've gotten through the door. They've gotten through the interview process. They've gotten to the point where they can be in the audience and then their name gets called. And then it's the next step and the next step. And here's the thing. Everybody has an expected hope. Here's my prayer for you in closing. That in 2021, you would have an expectant hope based on the confidence of what God has gotten you through in 2020. That 2021 will be a year of expectation and hope for you. That you don't just sit back and say, well, here we go again. No, not here we go again. Here's another opportunity to grow my roots deeper because the wind is coming. Here's another opportunity to get sharper to a point so that I can be used because I know God's applying the pressure. Problems don't create spiritual maturity, but what you do in the problem will develop you as a Christian. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I want you to have a happy new year in 2021.